gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Welcome back to another episode of My Two Cents Podcast, episode 32, which is entitled... Now, before I get into the topics for this episode, you know the deal. I'm about to read off the National Food Days for this week. And today, starting off July the 25th, it is Hot Fudge Sunday Day. Tomorrow, July 26th, it is Bagel Fest Day and Coffee Milkshake Day. July 27th, Scotch Day. July 28th, Milk Chocolate Day and also Hamburger Day. Weird combination. July 29th, Lasagna Day and Chicken Wing Day. July 30th, Cheesecake Day. And July 31st, Raspberry Cake Day and also Cotton Candy Day. Now, I just want to say this. The news this week was pretty bleh. There was nothing like really eye-popping out to me. There was nothing like to really like, oh my God, this is something I got to cover or this and that. Summer is usually blah when it comes down to the news. For the past couple years, you got the um, news covering, like, always the California fires every summer. California's always going to have fires. Keynote, if you're going to live in California, pick an area that is not dry and look back at the times of which area in California has been getting caught on fire. So you know to cross those off the list if you're going to live in California. Just a little FYI there. But summer never really has anything of newsworthy. I mean, the past couple summers, to my recollection, we've gotten uh, some high-profile cases uh, last year, the George Floyd situation, him being murdered, and uh, we getting the, like, at the end of 2020, I believe he got, I believe uh, Derek Chauvin started to have his trial in at the beginning, technically, like in, Mm, April-ish, we got his verdict from that. No, no, no. Yeah, we got the verdict from from a situation, and we got the uh, his sentencing. I'm sorry for that. We got a sentencing there. But, like, from past years, I can only think of, like, this one and, like, the Casey Anthony trial and, like, the um, Trayvon Martin trial where George, not, yeah, George Zimmerman, which is still on site when I see a George Zimmerman, I don't care. If George Zimmerman, I see him, is always on site, I don't care. It's always on site when I see him. But anyway, the news this week was so blah that it's just, it was nothing for me to really cover. Like, I'm, there was nothing. But, but, I do have a couple things that I do want to just talk about. And the reason why I titled this is wow is because the topics that I do want to cover is something that, I, it's just, it's, just a wow factor to me in my own little sub, subdued uh, head, in my own brain. The first thing I do want to talk about is Jeff Bezos going into space this week, technically. And I'm not even going to say, like, when you think of space, you think, like, okay, they're going, like, literally into space, like the moon, and, like, be in space and actually chill out in space for a couple months and everything. No, Jeff Bezos and his crew were only, like, in space for, what, mm, 10 minutes? I believe, literally, 10 minutes in space, and then they came right back down? Yeah. He was in space for 10 minutes, and he came right back. It was just only him, his brother, uh, 18-year-old from the Netherlands, and an 82-year-old uh, aviation pioneer from Texas. So they are the youngest and oldest to ever fly in space. And this is coming from uh, AP News. As it reads, Jeff Bezos blasts into space on own rocket. And it puts, best day ever. Jeff Bezos blasted into space Tuesday on his rocket company's first flight with people on board, becoming the second billionaire in just over a week to ride his own spacecraft. The Amazon founder was accompanied by a hand-picked group, his brother, an 18-year-old from the Netherlands, and an 83 no, 82-year-old aviation pioneer from Texas. Best day ever, Be Bezos said, when the capsule touched down on the desert floor in West Texas after the 10-minute flight, named after America's first astronaut, Blue Origin's New Shepard rocket soared on the 52nd anniversary of the Apollo 11 
moon landing, a date chosen by Bezos for its historic significance. He held fast to it even as Virgin Galactic Richard Bronson pushed up his own flight from New Mexico to beat him to space by nine days. The two private companies chasing space tourism dollars, though, have been drawn criticism for catering to the rich while so many are struggling amongst the pandemic. Now, why is this a thing that you wanted to cover, Joe? Well, I just want to talk about the absolute, how much cojones you have to have to really enter into space. As a billionaire, you have no business literally being in space. And people might say, well, Joe, Elon Musk had a car going to space. Billionaires can do whatever they want. To a certain extent, to a certain extent, billionaires can do whatever they want. But I think whenever you talk about entering into space atmosphere, you need to consider the government in your plans for that. You need to talk to certain astronauts or certain people that worked on spacecrafts for NASA to see what type of equipment do you need, what type of, like, how to do it. Not just some people that you might find somewhere out there. And even though, listen, I'm not saying Jeff Bezos doesn't have the best of the best, because, listen, Amazon money be raking in every day. People be buying off Amazon, the quick packages and the Amazon subscriptions to Amazon, like, Prime and everything else. I'm not crap it on that at all and i'm not saying that he got a rinky dink crew not saying that at all but what i'm getting at is that you are a billionaire going into space where you have no business going into space and his whole purpose is to have people tourism go into space aka meaning the regular joes like yourself and i can go into space which will never happen because the seatings that have been talked about for whatever this thing is up and running are about a good five-digit figure for you to even get a ticket to even get on the space, like on that little rocket to even travel in space for 10 minutes. Now, again, I don't agree with billionaires going into space, but hey, I'm not here to be uh, pocket-watching any billionaires. I ain't pocket-watching nobody. I only can deal with myself and my family. My family got to eat. That's all I care about. So Bezos can do whatever he wants, and Richard Bronson can do whatever he wants. But I'm just saying that billionaires shouldn't be tampering with space. They shouldn't be. They, they have no business going up there. Let's be honest. I'm just going to cut the mustard here. And I'm just going to be honest here. What business is what business is there to go into space? Literally. People forget how much people like to tinker with things. And then whenever things get tinkered with just a little too much, we get into these big conundrums. A.K.A. now, we're living in coronavirus city coronavirus world that's what we're really living in right now and what happened scientists were tinkering with diseases they were tinkering with a situation in a lab and people might say joe this is a conspiracy theory here i'm letting you know no scientists love to tinker with things scientists are tinkering robots right now robots that will end up snapping our heads off that's just what it is i'm not even gonna try to lie and sugarcoat it to anybody Robots are coming, and personally, I ain't trying to, I ain't too pleased with robots coming around. I'm not. I ain't too pleased with that. You got already now at Walmart, you got people not even at the cashiers, you got people self-checkouts and all this stuff, and you get pissed off already at a machine telling you that, hey, yo, you got to have an assistant to redial you in and check this out. You get pissed off at that already, and that's a machine just holding you up in a store. Now, imagine a machine having to tell you, Ayo, you can't go, the, go here or go anywhere. Happen, how about a machine tell you that, yo, you can't shop here? And you're going to look at the machine like, nigga, you're a machine. How are you going to tell me what to do? That machine has been programmed by somebody, and that machine can either follow that program or it gets fritz off. Yet again, people touching things that don't need to be touched. If it's not broke, don't fix it for the love of God. And this is exactly what I'm talking about. Jeff Bezos and Richard Bronson going into space. I ain't too happy with that. It's a wild factor that, yo, they were able to get past this with the government. Hey, yo, even though they're private companies, they're not public. The government can step on your neck and tell you, nah, you're not going up in there. You're not going up into space. That's our territory. That is literally a national, uh, that's a national type of environment that 
us as America. That's our nation's thing. We tell you anybody if you can go up into space or not. But yet again, congratulations to Jeff Bezos for getting up into the space this week. You got up in there in a funny looking rocket, my G. I ain't gonna front. It look like a male uh, body part if you catch my drift here. Whenever anybody looks back at that uh, rocket ship, it looked like a male organ. But hey, congratulations to you. Just fix the uh, fix the rocket, if you will. Fix the design of the rocket. Don't have people riding up in a male organ all up into space, dog. That looks weird. Just wanted to throw it out there. But yet again, congratulations to Jeff Bezos and his team of flunkies for going up into space. The next thing I want to talk about is coming from TMZ, and they are talking about an, an Alabama city councilman under fire after hurling the inward doing council meeting. Again, ladies and gentlemen, I talked to you about this at the beginning of the year about why people using the inward. I tell you and tell you again, but hey, you're about to hear more of my uh, cautionary tale in a minute after I read this from TMZ. There are growing calls for a city councilman in Alabama to resign after he stood up in the middle of a meeting and loudly asked, do we have a house hard ER in here? He said the N word with hard ER. John Tommy Bryant blurted out the racial slur in a tyrant city council meeting Monday night that was open to the public and he showed zero remorse afterwards even as residents and city council members alike reacted with shock and Disdain. It all started when Mayor Wayman Newton, who is black, brought up some of Brian's wife's controversial social media posts. At one point, you can hear a resident also chime in before Brian finally stood up and in and in, in a shockingly comfortable manner dropped the expletive. You can hear a gasp in the room after Brian dropped the N-word. Now he claims he only reported it, repeated it, because Newton allegedly used the word during a previous meeting. Bryant doubled down and defended his actions, telling CBS 42, it's okay for me to repeat it because, as I said before, I wanted everybody to know what the mayor had said. He said it in a derogatory manner. I said it so that people would know what the mayor said. Several of Bryant's colleagues have called for his resignation, but he's defiant, saying maybe next time he'll run for mayor. That is a, that is a jab. I don't care what nobody says. That is a straight-up jab. How are you going to say that is a house N-word in here? How? Okay, fine. Let me shoot. I'm not even going to say shoot him bail. Let's say he did hear from the mayor. So what? The mayor's black, my G. What are you going to say? As a white person in America, yo, you can never say the N-word. As a matter of fact, I don't think a white person anywhere around this world can say the N-word. If I'm going to be truly honest with you, I don't think, no, I don't think you can. Just like a male in the in America can't say the c word that that goes with women. If you don't know what the c word is, I'm not gonna say it. But as ask another man and see if they know what the c word is that you can't call women. A man can't call a woman that c word. So a white man can't call a black person that in word. No shape or form, whether it be the a or the hard er. A white person in America or even around the world cannot say the n word. How dare you say that word? Again, I've said it before, and it's going to be repeated every time I have a story that has been said of a white person saying the N-word. You cannot say the N-word, no shape or form on this planet. Dog, you know where the N-word comes from. You cannot say it. If you hear it from somebody, just act like you didn't hear it. That's all you got to do as a white person, dog. That is it. How dare you say that I hear the mayor say it? That means I can say it because I was just repeating it. Are you mean? Are you serious right now? Are you serious? That's what that's that's the defense you're going with. That's the defense. Just because I heard it, it's okay for me to repeat it. Nah, nah, fam. Tell that to your kid in school. Just because if your kid say that he heard somebody say the N-word, so he's gonna be free enough to say the N-word himself. Because, well, Tommy said it. Tommy's black, Johnny. Tommy's a black kid, so you should understand exactly that you, as a Caucasian man, can't say that word, all right? This is, again, what I'm going to say. Why do white people feel that they think they can say the N-word? I will never understand it. I want to one day have a white person on my podcast to really ask them the question, do you think that white people should be able to say the N-word just because you hear it in rap or you hear another black person say it? The consensus, more or less, would probably be, nah, 
they don't think a white person should be able to say it. But if I ever do come across one person that says, yeah, I think they should say it, I want to literally have that conversation and have them try to break that down for me and change my mind. Shoot, I'm always open enough to listen to anybody. I'm here for conversations. But right now, in this instance, just because you heard somebody else say it, and especially because it was because it was the mayor that said it, nah, you are not in the right place or in the right mind or in any shape or fashion to say, yeah, I had the right to say it because he said it. No, you idiot. You know it as the rest of the world knows it. Just because you hear somebody say it, that doesn't mean that you can go back and repeat what has been said. Now, with the councilman and all his other colleagues telling him to resign, yo, I don't think that's going to happen just because you said something, just because you said the N-word, which should be a legit offense, a big old, like, demerit or a big old fine to a white person if they ever do say the N-word, ever in their whole existence. But I don't see him getting, like, resigning. He ain't resigning. He doubled down and said, maybe next time I'm going to run So that tells you that this was already a plan for himself. He'll go after the mayor's job and try to take his job. That's all this councilman wants to do. And also, Chip, and also, you need to check your wife, dog. If your wife is posting up, like, controversial social media posts, dog, you need to check her. I understand you probably didn't want that to happen at a council meeting, and that's the reason why you said that, and that's the reason why you bugged out and said that. But, dog, nah. Take the criticism, go back to your house and say, yo, you need to take that down. You can't be posting that up there. Even though that's the way you might feel, I have a job and I represent these people. As a councilman, you have a job to represent the people that put you in those spots. So guess what that means? You can't have your household point out or even try to tweet out some things that you might agree with. Nah, you represent your whole council. You represent your those people that put you in that spot. So guess what that means? You have to do what's best for them. And I don't think Walking up and straight up said, do we have a house inward in here is best for them, dog? Nah. So what he should have did was just take the criticism from the people, his fellow colleagues, and just say, all right, cool. I will tell my wife, yo, don't post any more uh, posts up there. And that, that should never came out of his mouth by saying, do we have a house inward in here? That should never came out of his mouth. If anything, yo, I hope he does resign, but or even gets kicked out of the whole, like, city council, whatever kind of crap that they do do, but I don't see that happening, that's just what it is, again, white people, don't be using the n-word, because I promise you, you know what, I'm surprised that I didn't hear about in the news that this guy getting chin-checked by anybody, I mean, he had a real chin-checkable face, if you ever were to google John Tommy Bryant, you'll see that he has a real chin-check face, that you can just want to punch him in the face after hearing it, and you will look at him, and you'll think, yeah, that's the type that will say the word. But again, white people, don't think you can just run around here and say the N-word just because you hear somebody else say it. That's not the case here. So with that being said, don't go saying the N-word. If you're going to say it, say it inside your home because every black person knows that a white person has said it inside their household. You have said it at least once in your life. No matter what you might say, don't try to lie. Somebody say, oh, I've never said it you're lying to me and there's nothing more insulting to a black person than if you said i've never said the n-word that's insulting all right as much as hip-hop and everything else has been around and been the top charting music for a lasting amount of years and your kids listen to it there's no way that you haven't picked up and said the word before in your life so again if you're going to say the n-word say it within your household don't ever say it outside the house you understand that's just another that's just a devil's uh, advocate for you right there. But other than that, don't ever say the N-word ever in your life outside in public, especially at your job. Stupid white person. <sighs> anyway, on to the next topic. And this is coming from AP News, and this is talking about total COVID-19 cases rise to 21, not 21, 71 at Tokyo Olympics. And this is from AP News, and they published this on July 20th, 2021. An American gymnast and Czech's beach volleyball player were added to the tally Tuesday of people accredited for the Tokyo Olympics who have tested positive for COVID-19 this month. Tokyo Olympics organizers say 71 people have now tested positive. The total includes 31 people among the tens of thousands of international visitors expected in Japan to compete or work at the Games, which opened Friday. 
Now, as we all know, the Olympics has already started. And first and foremost, I want to say, please keep your prayers on up for the Olympic players. Doesn't matter what country they represent, just keep your prayers in for every person at the Olympics. Because as you have read, well, as I've told you, COVID cases are rising up at the Olympics. And I'm not sure who might get caught with COVID. I'm not sure who won't get caught. There's a lot. There's a good high chance that a lot of people will be uh, affected by COVID this Olympics. I mean, I don't know what the deal is. Whenever the Olympics were told that they were going to be in Japan this year, well, they were scheduled for last year, but as you know, uh, and then they had to reschedule for this year. Okay, cool. We got everybody going off to the Olympics. We all thought, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody's going off to the Olympics, right? And then the news started coming out that people at the Olympics have been testing positive for COVID-19. Wait a minute. People are starting to get tested positive for COVID-19. Okay, cool. The first numbers were low. And then the numbers start gaining up. And they just start piling on and piling on. And now the total is 71 with athletes and people that are expected to work there and also visitors. How can you have the Olympics going on knowing that people are going to test positive? Why not just, again, you might just straight up just have to decline and just cancel the whole Olympics. But as we all know, the Olympics are going on right now as I speak. Because yesterday, my mother and I and my family were watching a little bit of the Olympics because we turned to it and my mother saw people in the pool playing water polo and I was reading off the schedule for that day. It was like three-on-three basketball, water polo, archery, and some other things. But the first thing, as soon as we turned to it, was water polo. My mother got disgusted and said, this is not the Olympics. She remembered how she went back in her time. And my mother's not that old for me to say back in her time. But just for credence here, whenever she was a small girl, she would watch the Olympics and she would actually see, like, the Olympics, Olympics. She said, like, the Olympics. And I understood what she meant. She's talking about track, uh, track and field, uh, basketball, all these other, like, traditional, like, boxing sport, Not even boxing, but, like, Olympic sports. I know what she meant. But I had to tell her that, yo, these are still the Olympics, too. And my mother quickly looked at me and said, Joe, those are, come on, you, the Olympics. And I, and I understood exactly what she meant. I'm like, I got what you meant. I know what you mean. But these are now, you got people out here that would say water polo is a sport and all these other type of things. Hey, man, I'm not here to tell you if that's a sport or not. I'm not here to say none of that. I'm just here to let you know that I don't understand how, on God's green, people are still going out here and with the amount of people getting tested for positive for this whole COVID mess, still in Japan right now and doing the Olympics. It's mind-boggling to me. It's something that I wouldn't do. If I know that people are getting tested positive, and I'm in Japan, and I get hit with A.O. Gerald, yo, uh, Tommy got hit with COVID. He got a quarantine for 14 days. As you guys are already quarantining, ready up till the time for you to perform, how do you get in the mental mindset to say, okay, cool, Tommy got COVID. He has to quarantine some more. And we're still, like, in our own, like, bubble until it's time for us to perform. How does you get yourself mentally right for that? You're in another country, one. I don't think you really allow to, like, travel, travel in Japan. Because people talk about Japan being a beautiful, beautiful, like, country. Especially Tokyo. You go to Tokyo, Japan, and it's, like, a beautiful place. That is a great tourist uh, destination. But I'm not sure a lot of these Olympians can actually go out and tour around like Tokyo the way they would do if COVID wasn't around, which we all know if COVID wasn't around, people would be touring around the whole world right now. So I'm not sure how the Olympics are still, the Olympic Committee is like, yeah, we're still going to go on with the Olympics, even with the increasing like daily people getting tested for Corona or COVID, whatever you want to call it. I don't see it. I don't understand it, me personally, but hey, I'm not part of the board. But I will say, they did mess up again by not having Shikari Richardson be on Team USA. Team USA, you messed up because you guys just wanted to 
play by the rules. Not even say play by the rules. You suspended her, okay. She couldn't do her original thing, but you could have had her on the 4x100, and you guys said, nah, we're not going to have her on 4x100. You guys messed that up. You guys messed yourself up because what you did is you took a fast-running athlete away from the opportunity for her to win. My mom was happy that she wasn't on, and I will preference this with this. My mom said she's glad she wasn't there because she didn't want her to get COVID, especially now since people are getting COVID out here. So whenever all these COVID cases popped up, my mom said, see, I told you, I'm glad she didn't go. This is exactly the reason why I'm glad she didn't go, because this reason right here. Also, I will make this personally clear myself. How on you, how do you, as a committee, like, board, say, yo, we're going to have the athletes sleep on cardboard beds, cardboard structured out beds that will hold one person's weight, and that's basically to decrease the possibilities of athletes performing in adult uh, activities. How, how does that work? How do you, as a committee, say, yo, we're going to make cardboard beds and so they won't, like, mess around or just screw around. Basically, I screw it. Have sex with one another. This is, we can, I can talk here on this. How, how? It doesn't make sense. They're all literally going to have some physical attraction to one another because they're all, literally all boarded up in the exact same situation. So you mean to tell me you think those cardboard beds are going to stop people from having sexual encounters encounters with one another. Nah, dog. If people really want to do it, they'll do it on the floor. They don't care. You understand? That cardboard bed is not going to stop people from getting to do what they got to do to get all their testosterone, to get all their, to get that serotonin release and just release their inner demons out. You understand? People got to do what they got to do, especially when you're in that type of environment. If I was in that type of environment and I was locked down with other female Olympians and I'm an Olympian, there's no way I'm not going to try to mess around. There's no way. If somebody told me that, Joe, you got to sleep in a cardboard bed, I would say first and foremost, why is this cardboard bed here? And they'll tell me the reason. I'd be like, all right, cool. I'll be pissed off, but I'd be like, all right, cool. But then my brain would be going off and spazzing out. Okay. They try to think they're going to stop me from doing what I got to do. Okay. Just for that one specific reason also alone. I'm going to screw around on the floor. I'm screw around in the shower. I'm going screw to screw around anywhere that I can. And they, just to prove a point that you thought the bed was going to stop me from doing what I got to do. Nah, that's not going to happen here. How do you? you? These Olympians also, by the way, these Olympians need to rest their bodies. These cardboard beds ain't going to cut it. It's not going to cut it. We saw, me and my parents were watching like on the news and they were like, interviewing one of the like gymnasts the men gymnasts for the u.s team and my man was sitting on the floor video like on like a zoom thing with one of the reporters and you see the bed literally behind him in the struck and like on the cardboard and everything so that tells you he's already sitting on the floor he's sitting on the floor just to conduct his interview he ain't sitting on his bed so what makes you think that this dude isn't screwing around on the floor come on now i'm just saying they didn't think that one through and also, these athletes need to rest their body after competing on a stressful day, especially on a big caliber stage like the Olympics. You need a good bed to relieve yourself and also to stretch out and just cradle yourself in just for a good night's sleep. And I don't think they're going to do that with these beds, first and foremost. But hey, who am I? I'm not an Olympian. I'm just a guy with a nice, good, king-size bed on a good structure and that's not a cardboard that gets a nice good quality sleep every night. And I can tell you that wakes up fresh as a daisy. What sleeping on a nice good bed and a nice good structure will do for you. Hey, but that's just me. That's just my two cents on that topic. By the way, speaking of Shikari Richardson, I want to just tell you guys something. From this come from TMZ Sports. Shikari Richardson isn't competing in the Olympics, but she's still making it onto millions of TVs phones, and tablet screens across the world thanks to a new collab with Dr. Dre and Kanye West. The Dr. Dre's commercial just aired during Game 6 of the NBA Finals between the Milwaukee Bucks and Phoenix Suns. The ad features Richardson donning a pair of famous headphones while hitting the track and never before heard Kanye's song called No Child Left Behind playing in the background. West repeats the lyrics, He's done miracles on me throughout the clip, seemingly referring to God. 
is the first official listen to the public at large has gotten of West's upcoming album titled Donda after his late mother. The Beats also worked as an announcement that the album will drop Friday. It's not dropping Friday. It didn't drop Friday. It's going to be released on August the 5th or 6th. It has been pulled back. Anyway, we're continuing on. Richardson has been has become the most talked about name in sports over the last few weeks after getting suspended and then disqualified from the 2021 Tokyo game after a positive test for marijuana. So it takes so it makes more total sense why Kanye would want to collab with some album press. We spoke with Shikari at LEX last week, who told us she wasn't bothered by the Olympic snub, and with one massive deal under her belt, it looks like she'll have plenty to do off the track. First and foremost, congratulations to Shikari Richardson. I'm going to let the applause play for a minute. Now, I want to say thank you again to Beats, I want to say thank you to Kanye for making this deal come together for this young athlete, this young woman. She came through adversity. Again, if you don't know, her mother passed, and she got the news broken to her by a reporter, and then she smoked marijuana to ease her tension. The test came back positive that she uh, tested positive for marijuana, and then the Olympics Snubbed her out. They cut her out. Said, nah, she can't be on there because she smoked marijuana. Even though they know of her instance, they know the reason why she smoked marijuana. They still said nah to her, which is the dumbest choice anybody in any type of sports would even do. Now, with that being said, I'm glad Shikari Richardson did get this collab with Dr. Dre, the Beats franchise, the Beats organization. I'm glad of that. I'm pretty sure she got a a good, probably good six figures, probably good six figures, maybe even seven, but I'm going to hang my hat on six figures for this uh, TV ad deal that they did with her. And with her, with her being the next like athlete to really like make her to really be like the face of a track and the fastest woman, she's going to make, she's going to make a lot of money. I believe she's going to make Almost close to Usain Bolt style money if she continues to run as fast as she does now. That's the, I believe that's the trajectory that she's on if she continues to do what she does. But again, I want to say thank you to Beats for doing this for Shikari Richardson, for collabing with Shikari Richardson. And also thank you for to Beats for collabing with Kanye to put that song. And it basically... That song, No Child Left Behind, and just, he's done miracles on me, it works for Shikari Richardson in her situation because her mother passed, and she got the door shut on her for the Olympics, not wanting to do anything, have anything to do with her, but as the old saying goes, when one door shuts, another one opens, and this one is Beats opening up her into a whole world of possibilities with ad, with deals, with big with big box office, just basically, Shikari Richardson has big box office written all over her, and I see that within the near future, everything is possible, as we all know, and for Shikari Richardson, the future is extremely bright, so yet again, congratulations to Shikari Richardson, and congratulations to Beats for making this happen for this young female athlete, young black female athlete, yet again, we support black women over here on my Two Cents podcast, want to constantly say that every opportunity I can get. Now, on to the Milwaukee Bucks. I'm not really much a sports fan here, except for football, because I see want to see because I want to see people get their head taken clean off whenever the opportunity can get. But Milwaukee Bucks, they did win their first national title since 1971. That is a good 50 years, half a century apart since they won their last championship in the NBA. Now, I yet again, I want to make this perfectly clear. I'm not a big fan of the NBA. I'm not big basketball is not my sport. I will play like 2K with my brother or something if we want if I wanted to get like basketball experience. But yet again, football is my uh, great thing just because I want to see people get their head taken clean off, as I've stated before. But it's been 50 years. Milwaukee got their championships for the NBA. The Milwaukee Bucks, congratulations to them. They came back from a 2-0. They won four straight up. 
And I want to say congratulations to the Milwaukee Bucks franchise and every player on the Milwaukee Bucks. I do feel sad for Chris Paul, who plays on the Phoenix Suns for this finals. I do. I feel bad for Chris Paul because the prophecy was almost fulfilled. And what I mean by the prophecy is when I was mm, eight, nine, you had LeBron James, you had uh, Dwayne Wade, you had still Kobe, but you had Dwayne Wade, LeBron James, Chris Paul, you had Dirk Nowinski, you had Dwight Howard, you had Carmelo Anthony, you had a, just a lineage of these athletes that were deemed like the next crop of high profile talent that were supposed to be like the big up and group coming talent that's going to take the places of these superstars that we have now. LeBron James took the crown and he's LeBron James, as we all know. Dirk Nowinski, he won his championship, so he got that out the way. You had Dwayne Wade, who is Dwayne Wade from Miami, Florida. Everybody in Miami will always call that Wayne County. Don't ask me, Wade County. Don't ask me why, but he did play for the Miami Heat, so that's probably a reason why. You got Dwight Howard, who won his first NBA championship last year in the in the bubble when he was on the Los Angeles Lakers after him being Mr. Superman for the NBA for mad many years. And he was going through a bad, like a bad transition from being a person that nobody wanted on his team to getting a shot on the Los Angeles Lakers for that one contract year for with them. And then he wins the championship ring in eight. And that was a big feel good story for Mr. Dwight Howard. Chris Paul should have gotten the ring this year. I'm not hating that he didn't get it. It was a feel-good story either way. Whoever would have won, if it would have been the Phoenix Sun, you would have got the Chris Paul feel-good story because he's been in the NBA for so long. He hasn't gotten a ring yet. He's been one of the best players that NBA in, in the NBA, period. Um, and then you got the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah, as I've said, they haven't won a title since 1971. So that's 50 years difference. So they end up getting their championship win this time so I want to say congratulations yet again to the Milwaukee Bucks but I feel sorry for Chris Paul because he didn't get his ring if he would have gotten his ring if we would have got one more step closer to the prophecy being fulfilled and if Chris Paul would have got it I would have loved if next year Carmelo Anthony would have gotten his ring because Carmelo Anthony since debuting and being the head guy for the Denver Nuggets probably about 2005 2004-ish Carmelo Anthony has been the man that everybody deems him as the man. People want him to get his ring. That is a guy, that is a legacy act player in the NBA. He's a legacy act. You can put him on any team and he'll do what he got to do because he's Carmelo Anthony. He is that guy. And it just, it just would have felt nice if Chris Paul would have gotten a ring this year and the next year we would have got Carmelo Anthony getting his ring if he still is playing. I'm not sure, but... I was, hold on, wait a minute. I want to make sure I'm perfectly clear on this. Carmelo Anthony is still playing. He's playing on the Portland Trail Blazers team. But again, if he would have gotten his ring next year, and Chris Paul would have gotten his ring this year, the prophecy would have been fulfilled because that would have been all those upcoming talents back in the day of 2004-ish, and they gotten their rings. That would have been the big prophecy being fulfilled and being like, okay, they've done what they were supposed to do, and now we can look on, really look on to the future of NBA players, which yet again, I don't watch the NBA, but I do have some semblance of loyalty to some of these legacy act players because they were around during my uh, beginning of teenage years, about nine, 10 years old. They were in 11. They were around around the time of NBA. And that's whenever I really played like NBA games with my brother. So, and I knew who Chris Paul was. I knew who Dwight Howard was. I knew who LeBron, I knew Kobe. I knew, uh, I knew all the big names around the time, the new crop of talent. I knew the big names of who sports analysts were supposed to look at. So, yet again, I have I have a piece of my heart to those legacy acts. But again, I'm not mad about it. I don't really watch the NBA like that. I keep up with it from time to time off of ESPN and like Undisputed with Shannon Sharp and Skip Bayless. But... NFL is really my bread and butter to see people get their head clean, knocked off again. 
Congratulations to the Milwaukee Bucks for winning their championship. I just would have felt better if Chris Paul would have won and we would have got one more step closer to the prophecy being fulfilled. And before I get out of here, I want to talk about Kanye West and his album Donda. That album, I haven't heard the album. I've heard like the live stream on YouTube from people pulling, posting up clips. The live stream was on Apple Music. It was an Apple music like uh live stream and people posted up pieces of it and even like the whole concert on uh youtube anyway kanye west apparently was two hours late to this thing and then when he got there he didn't even perform he had no mic yeah he didn't even have a mic he was up in a red uh red he was in red up and down with a sheared face mask but he did have a football stadium the Atlanta Falcons football stadium packed out with people there just to hear the album Donda. He even had his ex, well, his going to be ex-wife now, Kim Kardashian, his former sister-in-law, Khloe Kardashian, with Kim's and Kanye's kids at the stadium. They were listening to the album. And it's weird to me whenever you see this. If you were to see it and you see how Kanye had the stadium around and the stadium, like the stadium set up, it was weird. It was a blanket white canvas on the bottom. They were projections, screens, like putting images on the floor. It was weird. But the biggest weird thing to me is how nobody seems to really get how bad Kanye has it in his head right now. Kanye is a musical genius. He is a genius. Just going to be bluntly with it. Just not in music. He's a genius with business. He has a deal with Gap. Making him like one of the first big time billionaires. Just off of rap. With also doing like fashion with Gap. He's one of the big first rappers to do that. Well, Dr. Dre was with the Beats deal with Apple. But I digress. Kanye West gets a lot of flag because he doesn't know how to talk to the public. He doesn't know how to formulate his ideas and his concepts out to the public. And he just comes off real radical from time to time. And we know that the famous uh, slavery was a choice uh, situation that Kanye had with TMZ some years ago. And I even at the time wasn't feeling Kanye because of that slavery was a choice uh, rant that he had on TMZ. But as time has progressed and I thought about it and I have conversations with my mother, I come to realize that Kanye West needs a black mother to come around and really talk to him. Now, I say black mother because his mother, Donda, was a black mother. A black mother has a whole lot of a whole lot of worry within them because, well, as a black mother, they had to look out for their black sons. And the black sons in America isn't get tre- don't get treated well. It's a, it's a fact. It's, it's a straight fact. And Kanye West, he's been through enough. He lost his mother after his mother was just going into surgery to just do a simple, uh, simple, like, it was a simple surgery. It wasn't uncomplicated, but there was complications, and his mother passed away off of a simple surgery. And he's been on a downward spiral, mentally downward since then. I don't care what nobody says, that's the truth. And then he didn't have the he didn't have his best friend backing him, Jay Z, when he, he was going through certain certain problems, and he would go on these rants on his tours that people would post it up on YouTube that anybody can listen to, and then you see him Kanye go on rants on a radio station. Why am I talking to you about this since I was talking about the album? I'm saying this because Kanye was when you hear that he was two hours late, you hear that album is named Donda he is showing everybody that he is going through something mentally and he needs legit help and I believe that if we had a black mother system that he can call a black mother and have a black mother talk to him I believe that he'll be at least getting a fragment of what he would be getting if his mother was around a black mother will protect their black children that's just a simple fact at least my mother does and I've t- and I've Heard from multiple black mothers, especially after the George Floyd incident. You heard all the black mothers coming together and crying out because George Floyd was crying out for his mother. And that touched every black mother's soul. So that shows you 
that black mothers care for black sons and black men as a whole. If Kanye West had a black mother system that he can call, he will get a piece of just what he's missing after not being around and not having his black mother around. Now, I'm not trying to say anything bad about Chris, Gar- uh, Chris Jenner, Chris Kardashian, however you want to, whatever her last name is. No disrespect. But Chris Jenner, Chris Kardashian is not a black mother. She's had daughters that have, she's had daughters that have done some real, real controversial things. Kim Kardashian with sex tape and then Chloe being around with Lamar and seeing her having to deal with Lamar situation. I believe Courtney is like the only one that didn't like give her problems, at least in the public eye. She had problems with her baby father, Scott Disick, but either way, Chris Jenner didn't deal with nothing like black related, like something like black people would have be like contemplated onto that family. Not at all. Kim Kardashian mentioned that people would call her like a black person lover, but nevertheless, that's just one thing that other ethnicities have to deal with if you like a black people, black people. You get called a black person lover, which is one of the most dumbest things that you want to say to anybody because love is supposed to be love. But getting back to my point, Chris Jenner doesn't know the situation that a black child, a black mother has to deal with protecting her child. Only a black mother and a black father knows what that feels like. And even an interracial couple, they know what it feels like because a white mother now has to look out for her black child or Anybody that's married or dating a black man and has an interracial child with a black man, they now have to deal with the world's view on how they treat a black child. So now they get at least a sentiment, at least a taste of what it is to have to protect a black child in this society of America. Kanye West doesn't have his mom. He misses his mom. He named the title after he named uh, album after his mother, and they talked about how. Almost the end of it, you see Kanye West on the ground at the performance, at the album listening party at the stadium. He's on the knees crying. You see it. You see his shoulders moving. It just it looks emotional. Kanye misses his mom and he needs help. And I wish that we, not we, I wish that there was just a black mother system that we can just call, Kanye West can call up and just talk to a black mother and get that black mother feeling that he would that he's desperately missing. Kanye West is desperately missing that. I just want to throw that out there. Everybody at the My Two Cents podcast, everybody at the Garrett family, we feel for Kanye West. I've never, yet again, I got to keep on saying this, I've never had a parent deceased. Both my mother and father are here, but my mother has lost her mother. My grandmother's not here. And she has told me that is one of the worst feelings in your life to ever feel, to lose a mother. And I don't know what to say about that. Kanye West knows what to feel about that. So if he was able to just get in contact with my mother, just to say, hypothetically, my mother will be able to give him some piece of advice on this is what you should do. Or you give him that black mother touch of sincerity and warmth that Kanye West desperately needs from a black mother figure. That's all I'm getting at here. Kanye West needs a black mother figure. We need to put a system out there for black men and black women, just a calling system that black mothers or black fathers can get on a system just anonymously that these people can call like black parent anonymous or something like that. Get that running. So whenever a a lost black child needs to talk to a black parent, a black parent figure, they can call up this anonymous number, get attached to a black figure and just tell them their woes and then get the black experience of Yo, this is what you need to do, or that nurturing side, tough side, that stuff that people need, especially black children need. But anyway, that has been all the topics for my two cents podcast. And before I get out of here, let me give you guys my uh, social media uh, links that you guys can meet me at on Twitter. It's at my two cents podcast on Instagram, my two cents podcast G two, and on for anything business inquiry or if you just want to email me something. My two cents pod at yahoo.com. It is not T O O or T W O. It's the actual number two. Just put the number two in all these situations. And also remember, you can listen to my two cents podcast on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, and also Google Podcasts. And Apple Podcasts do have a little system that you can do here by giving me five stars or any type of star review that you think I deserve. 
please, please, I need to know how, how I'm doing. When you do give a star review, please write down how I'm doing. Tell me how I can better improve this podcast to make it better a listening experience for the listeners. Better experience for the listeners. And also, uh, please wear your mask because there is now about to become another ordinance of people another mass ordinance of people going back to wearing masks this is a thing that since school is about to come back within the next couple of weeks because school is about to come back again ladies and gentlemen school is coming back and now schools having to figure out are we going to have a mass ordinance or we're not going to have a mass ordinance and coronavirus COVID-19 people are getting positives left and right even if you have the vaccine or not We are now in this area of gray area. People don't know what to do. I suggest just wear your mask as usual. Go back to it. If you don't like wearing your mask, hey, I don't know what to tell you, but you got to wear it. Continue to wear your mask. Keep six feet distance from between each other. That's all the best suggestion that Gerald Garrett G2 has over here at My Two Cents Podcast. That's all the best information that I can give you. Now, if you haven't listened to my wrestling highlights of the week, go back to listen to that i talk about impact wrestling having jay white on there and the type of implication that can come aboard to that possibly maybe even a new member coming into bullet club i talk about carrying cross making his debut on raw and how tragic that was and i talk about smackdown of one man's request being denied and another man's request being uh, fulfilled and accepted just look back and listen to that if you haven't listened to it Anyway, this has been My Two Cents Podcast. This isn't goodbye. This is until you hear from the sweet sounding voice again. I have been G2, and you will hear from me next week. I want you to have a great rest of your Saturday. Not Saturday. I'm sorry. A great Sunday. I want you to have a great rest of your Sunday morning, a great rest of your Sunday afternoon and day, and start the week off with a good day. Start the Start the week off right. Just going through the week go into the week uh happy energized and just can't wait to get it done so you can go back to the weekends and yet again enjoy yourself and relax yourself anyway again this has been my two cents podcast presented by g2 i have been g2 i will see you guys next time bye bye now i'm tired you tired jesus wept